The audio guide to the galaxy is recorded in the SciTech Planetarium on Wajak Noongar land. Good evening everybody and welcome to the audio guide to the galaxy, a podcast where we take you on a guided tour of the night sky as well as discussing interesting astronomy news that's happening during the month of February. This podcast is designed to be listened to outside, looking at the night sky, so make sure you've got a jacket and some insect repellent, and head on out. Let's get started. And this week we're joined by our expert planetarium presenter, Rob. Thanks for being here today. Hi, Leon. Pleasure as always. So, Rob, can you please tell me, I'm a casual observer looking outside at the night sky, what, what planets can I expect to see in the sky during February? Well, we can see a few, um, especially around sunset. Venus will be in the west at sunset. Jupiter will be more towards the northwest. And Jupiter is getting closer to Venus in the sky as the month goes by. By the end of the month, they will appear to be right next to each other in the sky, with Venus being the brighter of the two. Okay, Venus and Jupiter in the west, you said? In the west. Yeah. And does that have to be at sunset, or can I go out a bit later? Um, you'll get better, a much better view around sunset. Now, Mars will also be visible more towards the north, again around about sunset. Beautiful and red. Use an app like Sky Safari if you're not sure. Mm-hmm. It's important to find Mars because we're going to use it as a reference point a little bit later. So Venus and Jupiter in the west at sunset, and you said Venus was the brighter one, is that right? Venus will be the brighter of the two, yes. Okay, and then I can just turn my head and look to the north, and, uh, and there's Mars. And there's Mars. That's fantastic. All right, I'll be, I'll be on the lookout for that. So I guess, apart from the planets, what about the stars? Are there any interesting, any interesting constellations I can look for? Well, our most famous constellation, the one that's on the Australian flag, the Southern Cross, will be visible in the southwest and is starting to look really good again as it's rising higher in the sky. During December and January, it's too low on the horizon to see clearly and is very faint, but it's now getting to a point where it's much better to observe. Ah, fantastic. Okay, Southern Cross in the... Is it directly south? Uh, More towards the southwest. Southwest, okay. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. And, well, so planets, stars... Is there anything else, the, anything interesting happening in February that I should also keep my eyes out for? Well, recently you may have heard in the news about a comet which will finally be visible in our skies. It's making its first appearance in 50,000 years. I have heard about that comet. Yes, I did see it in the news. Well, I guess having said that, I've seen it in the news. How do I see it in the sky? How do I see this comet? And do, do I need a telescope? Well, the best time to look for it is February 11 and 12 because it will be right next to Mars in the sky. Ah, that's why we're looking for Mars first. Yes, indeed. Now, you won't need a telescope, but we'll probably need some small binoculars. Light pollution does make it hard to see unless you're out in the countryside. It will look like a fuzzy green blob. Astronomers used to call this fuzzy blob a coma. Now, that's K-O-M-E, which is Greek for hairy head. And that's where the word comet comes from. Huh. Is that right? It is indeed. Ah, uh, oh, I guess so, because comets, when you see the pictures of them, and they're all fuzzy, I guess. Well, I would call them fuzzy, but I guess you could also call them hairy. Hairy, yes. Okay. What exactly is a comet? 
A comet is a, a mixture of rock and ice. Think of it as a large, dirty snowball. Now, they can be a few hundred metres up to tens of kilometres across. This one is about one kilometre in size. So as the water and ices evaporate from the comet, as it travels, it's what gives it that distinctive tail or the hairy look. Oh, OK, so that's material coming off the coming comet. off the comet, yeah. Right, there you go. Um, oh, and it needs to get closer to the sun for that to even happen. Happen, To yes. evaporate. Right, that makes more sense. Well, there you go. Okay, so we're looking for a, a, a hairy, fuzzy green blob near Mars in the sky. Near Mars in the sky, that's right. On the, what days was that again, sorry? 11th and 12th. 11th and 12th. All right, well, I know what I'm doing this weekend. And, well, you said it's making its first appearance in 50,000 years. Where has it been for the last 50,000 years? And is, is it going to go away and come back in another 50,000 years? Well, it's been way out beyond Pluto in the Oort cloud. Now, the Oort cloud is full of comets, but this one is never coming back. It's picked up far too much speed and it will actually leave the solar system for good. Oh, it's never coming back. When you say it's picked up too much speed, how, how has it picked up all that extra speed to never come back to the solar system? Well, as it's made its way through the solar system, uh, the gravitational influences of the planets as it passes by gives it a little bit of ex extra speed. Oh. But as um, its water and ices evaporate, creating the tail, as the tail moves away from the comet, it actually gives the comet a little push in the other direction, helping it to gain that speed. Oh, okay. So there's a couple of reasons why it's picking up speed. Yes. There you go. Uh, well, I have to ask this then. Um, big scary comet in the sky. Is there is there any risk to Earth? Should we be telling our listeners, don't look up? Good question. The answer to both is actually no. There is no risk to Earth. The closest it got to us was on February the 1st, and that was 41 million kilometres away. And Whoa. definitely no to the second. Always look up. It's the best way to see things in the night sky. Cool. That's a, that's a nice poetic message to go out on. Uh, always look up. I think that's a great idea. Well, thanks, Rob. That's been a, a real enlightening conversation. I really appreciate your wisdom. Thanks, Leon. Pleasure as always. That's it for this episode of Audio Guide to the Galaxy. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next month. If you'd like to know more about what we've been talking about today, you can find more by going to the SciTech website, and there you'll find a link for a page called The Sky Tonight, which is a monthly blog written by us here at SciTech about all the wonderful things you can see in the night sky. <laughs>